What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy Big Bar from the Deuce in the building. I'm in the building with my boy DT. What up, what up, what up? And man, it's Culture Ground Zero Podcast, man. Look here, we're back at you one more time, man. Look, check it, man. You know, uh, mm. you know, the culture man's been on fire this week, man. You know, as far as from the intellectual, political, you know, um, awoke uh segment of the culture, man, it, it's really been on fire, man, you know. Yeah. Um, as we've talked about before, you know, it, it is a fiery topic in debate. Anytime you bring up the Obamas, you know, they are in black culture, the closest thing to deity and royalty. And, um, when you criticize either Barack mm. and especially mm. Michelle, if you get on Michelle, you got to fight on your hand. You get a little bit, you can get away with a little bit more with Barack. But if you criticize Barack, man, a lot of people will go bananas. Uh, if it's, uh, I, I believe in criticizing everybody, but in this. But I mean, in general, we're yeah, saying in general, in general, in general, in general you in general. can't say much about Barack Nam and not get the side eye. I've been I've been one that been been willing to criticize Obama, you know, during his during his uh, presidential run. And there's you know, just, yeah, yeah. People criticize a lot of the things that Obama did and they just wanted him to run ramp shot on everything. No, I don't but, think, yeah, I think there I mean, is some of that, but that's not me. I mean, but I, I mean, he was, he was a, I think it was very presidential in office. Now when you see Trump, it's like, and, and you I, want Obama Trump did, back. Now, yeah. yeah. Now you want Obama, well, but I, mean, I want Obama. I want the, I want Joe Biden to get like Trump and just do whatever he wants. Yeah. I but I mean, I, I just think that that's personally. just a, 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 a recipe for disaster for the future. You could never, you know, get back to the civil place, and then, and eventually, and very soon, you would just explode. Even, even now, they did a did a a, a poll of the Congress. Only two hundred and twenty two, or two hundred and twenty two of the uh, elected Republicans in in office right now still are resistant to say that Joe Biden is president elect. Only twenty five say that he is. In in the Senate, it's even worse. So. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be normal. There is no normal. Yeah, there's no normal. But you have to work back towards it. Is what I'm saying. And I'm not saying just lay down. If, you, I'm you, not you, saying you lay down if they're not willing to do so. No, no, I get it. I'm not saying lay down. But I'm saying to purposefully walk into a situation and try to go nuclear is going to cause an issue. That's what you wanted Obama to do. No, it isn't. It's actually tell me one thing I said where I wanted him to do that. Huh? Where you said as far as like as far as the the, the, the reparations agenda? Yeah, all and, I said was to study it, it, and he didn't do enough for, for for black folks. So in my in my mind, no, I said he didn't do anything for black folks. Yeah, exactly, and he did. Uh, but 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 tell judges, me what? Huh? Tell me plenty, what? Plenty, no, 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 plenty look, of judges. But wait a minute, wait a minute. When I say. No, when we have now, this, he didn't. He didn't give you forty acres and a mule. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that, but we got to have the conversation. So when you having a conversation, and I'm saying that he didn't do anything specifically, he, he lowered. He, he, lowered he, he lowered the unemployment, but and he did And that's what Trump is saying he did for the black people. See, when I when and I he gave some some commutations. When I well. talk when I talk about when I talk about Obama, what I said was Obama was the best president I've ever seen. There was no doubt about it. I said. That Barack didn't do anything specifically for black people. He never had a specific agenda for black people. And again, Barack speaks to why he why it is that he didn't. I'm saying it wasn't good enough for me. 
And that, that's just me. But I'm not yeah. saying he wasn't Personal a opinion. good president. Okay. But I mean, but I can hold the man to account as far as criticism go, too. Like, you you walked into the White House twice on, our, on the backs of our votes, and you didn't do anything for us specifically. So I got a problem with that. And I, I don't like the whole, you know, even when he interviewed with Charlemagne, you know, in the Breakfast Club, Charlemagne specifically talked to him and said, hey, I don't want to hear the, the all, you know, the rising tides lift all boats rhetoric. I'm talking about specifically having an agenda for for us. You've specifically put in place all kind of obstructions, all kind of systems to to corral us, to stop us from voting, to stop us from being able to take advantage of economic the system. Uh, yeah, you saying Barack? Oh, you're no, talking no, about the system. No, I'm talking in about general. the system in general. Okay, okay. And I'm okay. saying so you have to specifically address those things, and that's what I'm saying. So when I talk about Barack, I'm not but he's saying not a, he but wasn't he's not a great king. president. He's, he's not, not. He's a king. not a king. But I'm saying he didn't so, try. So he did. He did. He did. In fact, he tried to pass a bunch of laws, and Mitch McConnell no, but didn't he didn't put pass, any up. But he didn't try to pass one for black people. You, you can say what you want to say. Go back and find it. I promise you, you won't. I promise you won't find the day where he ever spoke to it because he speaks about him never trying. He spoke to why he didn't. Have you read his book yet? I mean, any of it. Because in the very beginning, he lays this out. So you can't you can't sit here and try to tell me that Barack did something specifically for us when he never tried. As far as the economic package, he did. No, the economic package he was did. for America. Was, yes, yes, with black people involved. Right, that's what but I'm saying. Are, 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 so what you're talking about is you're talking specifically as far as the, the, the black agenda and you want your reparations. That's what you're saying. No, no, I'm saying Specifically, that, that's what you want I'm Biden saying, to do as well, I'm right? I'm saying you want, I want a Democratic president. Or Republican, right? Yeah, no, I want them all. But I mean, I know realistically it's only going to come from a Democratic president. What I'm saying is I want somebody to specifically address the inequities that the black community faces. So let's, let's get, let's get into this because I think we can unpack it all in, yes. in the, in the overall conversation from this week. So what happened this week was, you know, there was a firestorm because Barack in an interview uh, stated that um, slogans like defund the police uh, are harmful to and uh, the movement. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's take let's, a second. Let's say what he said. Yeah. Let's, let's listen. But, uh, you know, President Barack Obama saying that the messaging of. But while I may be. The... Apologize, man. We apologize. Look, man, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties, man. So we're going we gonna, to. Um, man, let's just talk it through. Man, we don't need the clip. So, man, what happened was Barack talked about. Um, in in the interview that essentially when you say defund the police, it's a bad slogan. It's a bad slogan. And I mean, there there has been this statement from other folk, but yeah. when you it's when a terrible you, slogan. When you speak, when you hear a Barack say it, it's going to elevate that conversation. And so when he says that it's a bad slogan, now there's a lot of national attention on it. In fact, there's international attention on the statement. And so for me, but in re, but what he said to it was it's a bad slogan in regard to the last election that was had. And there were some seats that were lost as far as in the house, because as far as the representation, it ran some people off that and, normally wouldn't have run off. And I, and I, I get, I think that that's what people are assuming, but you know, Sean King eloquently points out there are in liberal cities th- there, but I'm saying in liberal th- th- cities, th- no, but I'm okay. saying, but those people that lost didn't run on that agenda. 
I know, he, but it's, but the people who actually ran on that agenda won. No, what? Correct. You guess no, no, true or false? In liberal, yes, in liberal okay. cities, in All liberal right. cities like New York, like AOC can run on that. People in California can run on that. In the Midwest, you can't. And what it did is, is, is it was like an anchor on people's necks. Like you're, like this person is for defund the police, even though they were for reimagining the police and moving these resources from the actual police and, and mental health. But that's so the slogan was was terrible. The the methodology or, or the the um, reasoning behind it is solid. But when you say and you let the Republicans brand it, and this is something that Andrew Yang was talking about that I said a couple weeks ago, is Republicans are really good about brandishing things like AOC's the boogeyman, just like uh, Hillary Clinton was, and the the uh, what are what are the. Um, Elon Omar and the fearsome fool, right, whatever right. they have. It's like, so, so you let the Republicans brand it, the defund the police was, it, it was okay for certain sectors of the country, but others, it, it did have a, a negative impact. But, but I mean, but that's because Democrats are not good at their messaging. So you want to, you want to punish that. It's a, the, it's a, it's a bad message. But, but again, there's Overall. two, there's two things that you, that have to be put into account, right? One thing is that the people who are, who actually, Birth the the defund the, the police movement are not politicians. They're not. No, these are activists mm-hmm. who are in the streets. And so when you try to say that they're supposed to have a message, no, they're supposed to speak the voice of the streets and the politicians are supposed to take it and then put it in political terms. The Democrats are the ones who are at fault, not the people. Don't try to blame no, the people no. for what the Democrats. No, are, what, what are, I'm are saying is, in. no, what I'm saying is, is that defund the police as overall is what you want to do. You want to reimagine right, right. the police. We, I, I, I'm not saying agree. that. We I'm saying agree. the activists said that, but in regard to they let the news media and the Republican base in Fox News tell people in America what defund the police meant. So that mentality in regard to these elections was like, oh, so now when I call 911, they're this. not going to come. But let me ask you this. When people look at Fox News, are they going to vote Democratic anyway? I can guarantee you anybody watching Fox News is not finna vote Democrat. No, there are some. So I don't. I mean, no, there are some right now. If you, if you, very if you, if, few. If you pay attention now, Fox News is not right enough for a lot of people. They're going to Newsmax and they're going to like OAN. So there well, are some people there, on Fox News because there are a lot wait, of Republicans that voted for. Wait, wait. For, the for, Tea Party. For, uh, for Biden. The Tea Party splintered the Republic Republican Party so, yes, forever. So, so there's always going to be a far right. Yes. And then there's a moderate right. But this is there's why people, moderate left, but you see, and then there's liberal. But left. you see people going on Fox News to get those votes, just like Mayor Pete. You see, uh, uh, and, uh, but, I'm, but I all get, these other people. I get I'm what saying. you're saying. So it's I not, get, it's not you every, always attempt so, to. So no, not everybody from Fox News voted for Trump. No, yeah, because you're going when when, when Pete and AOC and all these other far left liberals go on Fox. What they're after is the moderate Republican. They aren't after the far right Republican because you're never going to get them. And so, and the only time you could get the, even the moderate Republicans, honestly, is in an era when there's a candidate running like Trump. And that's the same thing as far as a far left liberal, right? I mean, we we get not, it. You're no, not going to get those people. That's what I'm saying. So we. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So if the messaging is is great to the people who aren't going to come along anyway, it's not no, the these, same kind of impact. These, no, these ran off the moderates is what Barack is saying. This is what Clyburn is saying. This is what people they're are saying. saying they're they saying it's possible. It's, they're saying that they, they, they ran them off. As far as exit yeah, polling. Yeah, but where's the, the data? The exit polling isn't there yet. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah, no data. Yeah, you just, yeah. You're just talking. So, so, so what you're saying is that, and what I'm saying and what Sean King is saying, in these liberal cities, 
where they say that they ran on that defund the police. I mean, it's in California, you can run on that because we understand it. in New York, you can. But in the Midwest, in the South, you can't run on that. So let, but let you me, have to do some more explaining. And there weren't enough commercials me, or people talking about exactly what it meant. Let me interject. And something. I think that it hurt down ticket. Let, let me interject some. It's a long way to a short answer. But, you know, in reading, you know, Malcolm X's autobiography, you know, um, Alex Haley wrote it. And he had a segment in there where he was able to give his notes and thoughts, you know, freely from Malcolm's opinion throughout the interview process. I think it was two plus years. And in there, Alex Haley points out like towards the end of Malcolm's life, there was a meeting where Martin was supposed to be there. Martin didn't show up, but uh, Coretta was there on stage and Malcolm whispered in her ear and said, you got to tell Martin that um, I'm doing it so that they can listen to him. I'm not attacking him really. I'm trying to ramp up the attention. And then he, he caught her outside in the hall and he said it to her again. There is always this need for a voice that can show you what could happen if you don't listen to the moderate. Martin was moderate. And the thing is, is that if you want to be truthful about it, somebody has to say something loudly. If you look at what, what, what we're talking about when we say defund the police, there is from the Department of Justice a study that everybody's aware of that one in three black males will go to prison. That number, that is 33% of the population. The, the numbers for Latino males is one in six. That's 17%, so that's half. And then for white people, it's one in 17, 5.88% of their population. So you're sitting here trying to explain to me that I need to softly yell about defund the police when you are in, you are systematically setting a system of, of genocide against my people. And I'm supposed to say it nicely. No, what I'm saying. No, that's what you're saying, buddy. What what I'm saying is as far as. So tell me what you're saying. So so politicians are politicians. They're supposed to be able to, to, to take that message from the people that are from Black Lives Matter that were chanting it loudly and should be. But in regard to these election processes and trying to get things done. But that's not what you people, said, though. Yes, yes it is. Because the, the, defund, defund, the, defund, the, yes, the defund, defund the police is from the streets. It's I know, not the that's politicians. What, that's what I said. I said that take that message from them and be able to craft it and tell people exactly what it means. But I just said and that re- earlier. No, you didn't agree with yes, me. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I okay, said, my I said, bad. I, no, I said as far as the messaging, I said defund the police itself, the, 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 the slogan is bad. I think that that ran people off. In regard to the messaging behind it, police get too much as far as funds for military, uh, all this, all this military gear, all this funding. The only thing that, that that's gone up as far as for budget is military and justice department. Yeah, police. You've, you've, yeah. you've, you've taken away the programs. You've taken away the schools. You've taken away all these the libraries. So, but the, but we need to talk about that. It's not that defund the police means that we're going to abolish the police, which was also a slogan that they said that we wanted to do. And it's not, it's that we're taking, if I think LA had a $4 billion budget for police. They took $1 billion from that as far as reimagining or, or moving it to some type of social programs. That's what we're talking about. And that's what, 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 what Mayor Garcetti did down there. So it's, it's just taking right. that. LA that, did it. Yeah, yes. And New York is doing, New it, York's but, doing it. Yeah, and then but, Minnesota did yeah, it. Right. But it's yes, yes. Right. Minnesota's already done it. But what right. I'm saying is that defund the police when, when just ordinary moderates hear that and they think, okay, if I call the cops, are they going to be funded? I think that that slogan, and that's what Barack was talking about. He said the message behind it, is great, but the way that that the people are hearing it is not the way that it should have been presented. 
Right, but and I, that's but, up to the politicians. But I think I think that when when you present it the way the people should hear it, doesn't move the needle. You, you, for years and years, politics has never ever been something that the masses of the people have engaged in. They've never engaged until the voices got loud. The voices got loud in 2020. And now you see through a record-breaking number of people who voted in the general election, you've never seen that many people. The reason why people were engaged was because on both sides, the voices were loud. The people were in the street. They brought this message. And you can't tell me defund the police doesn't work. The the defund the police chant works. 2016 changed the, the, the whole narrative. So, yes, 2016, Trump won. 2018, look at the, look at the midterms and, and the amount of people that came out there. And the, the blue wave True that or false. And True. The, the blue wave happened. And then, as far as the 2020, people came out because you knew you had to get rid of Trump. Can I ask you a he simple got, he question? He got like 72, 74 million votes. Can I ask you a simple question? And we got 80. Can Go I ask you a simple question? Go ahead. If the pandemic doesn't happen mm-hmm. and Trump doesn't bog, you know, bungle and bobble and... The, the pandemic response, would he have been president? It's possible. No, it would. It, it's it, possible. Most people, it's possible, including Democrats, it's possible. acknowledge that if he had handled the pandemic correctly, he would be in the second term. No, I don't. Axe said I, I, that. I don't, I don't. I don't know. That. David Axelrod, who's the best political pundit we've ever seen. I don't. I don't. I Tell don't me a better that. one. Tell David me a better Axelrod, one. I don't, Tell I don't me a better know. one. I don't. Um, I'd have to. I mean, so you do know who he is? Yeah, I do. Okay, oh, come on. Right, that's what I'm saying. I know. That's what I'm saying. But there's Carney. There's a bunch of different ones out there. I don't know. Nobody. Just on the spot, you can't say I'm going to put that on the spot. I'm saying is the best we've seen. But what I'm saying is, is I don't know. He did bungle it. He bungled a lot of shit. Right, we get it. But I'm saying with all of that, with the impeachment trial, he still only lost by forty four thousand votes. This this is my point with the impeachment trial and all of that, and the fact that he bumped that he that he had so many bodies from the uh, COVID response and he barely lost. And you mean to tell me if he didn't mess up that, that he wouldn't have won. It's clear. He would have won. I don't know. I mean, Hey, Hey, look, I'm thankful. He ain't there. So, you know, it is what it is, but I mean, I the, the writing is clear on the wall. I, I, I would hope that everyone, I mean, it feels uh, good to hope, but seen, I mean, come on, we've seen, seen what happened, so, man. We seen, know. we seen what happened. And, and, and this is the thing that, uh, that I'm saying about the, defund the police movement right you know i think there's another clip that kind of you know i think clearly kind of articulates what me and d getting at today but i want y'all to hear it in a second but i want to say this you know heading into the clip is that you know i don't want to say the names because i i may i may get the wrong mayor and i and i'll and i'll be you know have to apologize for that but you know one of the new york city mayors he ran on a liberal agenda he he promised all of these liberal things and then once he won the election, he called all those civil rights groups who were uh, with him, who uh, helped lead the way, and who helped uh, cast a vision for these changes that he was promising. And then he said, he called them in, he said, now you know I can't do what I promised. And he said, uh, he said so you got to go out and make me do it. He said, you got to generate enough noise and make the conversation loud enough where I'm forced to do it. This is politics, man. Y'all hey, sitting here wait. playing like y'all don't understand how the world works. Talking about y'all worried about a defund the police slogan. Man, y'all slipping out here, man. Nah, hey, the y'all sl- slipping. The, the slogan was terrible, but please give me, yeah, shoot that over to me because hey. I'd like to read that. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, let me let me, let me, let y'all listen to this clip, man, and we'll, we'll get back at you on the terrible back slogan. end of it. But, uh, you know, President Barack Obama saying that the messaging of defund the police is bad messaging. 
Well, you know, you can love a man and disagree with some of the things that they say. Um, We absolutely have to start reallocating and putting our money behind our principles. In municipalities, the only systems that have grown, the only agencies that grow every year are in the criminal legal system. Less money for libraries, less money for parks, less money for infrastructure. If that is the only place you're putting your money, that is the only place you can get your good outcomes. But as Frederick Douglass said, it is easier and better to build strong boys and girls than to try to repair broken men and women. So why spend all this time on reentry? Let's reinvest money. I moved $1.5 million from, from, from the police department and put it towards early child education because we know that is going to yield real dividends. People are going to make better choices, and there will be fewer victims because they have a more literate, educated, informed electorate. No, President Obama didn't say he's against what defund the police is. The title he just the said the slogan, the slogan right. turns people off as soon as you hear it. And I tend to agree with him because I think Democrat me- Democratic messaging sucks because we don't focus on the why enough. Like, you just told us right. the why, right. which I agree with. But it's that slogan. Right. As soon as you see defund the police, people will be like, oh, I don't want to hear uh, We're not abolishing the police. It's like, no, that's not what we're talking about. But Charlamagne, it made a lot of people start listening. A lot of people got nervous. And sometimes we need that radical statement just to get to where we need to be. True. You know, I mean, having Malcolm and having Martin both hitting this, this, this piece from, from different angles and different degrees, it got people to focus and really think, Martin, for a nonviolent approach. And so now that people are talking about defunding the police, you got a lot of mainstream and conservative people talking about reallocating resources, which is what we really need to happen. Yeah, man. So, you know, I think there were points from both sides that I thought were valuable. And again, this is a conversation that you know, there's no right or wrong to it. So I know me and DT, man, we getting a little heated because we got, you know, concrete (laughs) thoughts on how it is that we feel about it. But, you know, you have to also take, you know, step back and look at both sides. I mean, you got the situation where you got, um, yes, the slogan itself can be used to send a message different than what it's intended. But when you have a a group of people Mm -hmm. who, for any reason is looking for a way to not support progression. You know, I don't think slogans yeah, matter but- as much because when you're when you're in a, a in a society where saying black lives matter is controversial, mm-hmm. then anything is controversial. Yeah, no, uh s- certainly. And in regard to the grassroots effort and coming up in 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 BLM doing these marches, seeing these police brutalities and killings, Defund the police, excuse me. Defund the police. Right. Understand that. And what what I'm saying is that that's correct. Again, they get way too much uh, military type of equipment over policing, especially the black neighborhoods. Um, But in regard to the politicians, the politicians were supposed to take that message and assage it in a way that the Republican Party or Fox News wasn't shaping that narrative. Defund the police never meant abolish completely the police. Right, never. It, it was never meant to say that we're not going to, to be there or they're going to be there when you call 911. Right. It was, if you call 911 for a mental health issue, I'm not going to send somebody with a gun drawn out on you. I'm going to send a mil- mental health uh, representative. Right. And that's, that's, what, and that's what San Francisco did. San Francisco, they, I was just going to point did. that out. So San Francisco just, if you don't know, San Francisco just announced that Whenever someone calls for a mental health 
uh, related yeah, so. episode. There's only one, you know, precinct that's doing it now, but there's going to be several others. But they will send a team of trained health specialists mm-hmm. as the first responders. Yeah. And then in situations where it's dangerous, then they'll call in police, you know, who are the armed police. And so, you know, having this unarmed mental health specialist team would, would help a lot. And I, and I think that that's what the reimagining is. And, and when we talk about, you know, the messaging, like I said, the, the message was born of pain from the streets. Mm-hmm. The activists are the ones who said defund the police yeah. after they saw George, George Floyd's killing. It just organically happened. Like D said, it's up to the, and like I was saying earlier, the, it's up to the politicians to take the message and put it in a policy yeah, put it in action. And so the thing is, is that, you know, Obama's, you know, I think the reason why it was such a firestorm was because the activists felt like Obama was coming at, at them. them. Yeah. And when he should have been coming at his own people, which are the politicians, you should be sending the message to the politicians and say, hey, how can we draft policies and put forth a a cohesive message that says we want systemic change in criminal justice? Yeah. And again, the Democratic Party is terrible, terrible messaging. I believe that their policies are more geared towards the working class people and people in poverty. But again, the messaging is, is, is just terrible. You need to try and take these slogans, just like defund the police and let people know exactly what it means. And, and I didn't see a commercial run on it. I was just seeing a bunch of, of, of right-wing people telling people that, that they're trying to abolish this and abolish that, then attach an AOC, the Green New Deal, and things uh, in that nature. And the Green New Deal is not, not, not a bad thing. I mean, we need, to, we need this planet around. Right. We can't run on fossil fuels forever. And the messaging or... or um, you know, the, the measures around the Green New Deal and and windmill energy and and uh, fuel cells and electric cars, electric vehicles, uh, letting see, the planet breathe. I think good. I think what the issue is with the Green New Deal and and, and pretty much and all of democratic policies, right? Yeah. The issue with all of their policies is this: is that what they are doing? They really are reimagining the future. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about energy, right? They're talking about a more energy efficient more sustainable model mm-hmm. that doesn't rely on fossil fuels and then this indentured servitude to countries who actually have that, you know, fossil resource. But here's the, here's where the, the issue lies is that, you know, the democratic party is not able to take that message of this needs to happen in order to secure our future and weigh it against the now you have people who are in West Virginia and in other states coal where mining. they're coal mining and, and but this is their livelihood. Mm-hmm. They don't have any other way to live. And then you want to say to those, you know, no sets of thousands mm-hmm. of people and say, hey, look, you don't you don't get to eat so that we can have a better future. Well, what I got to eat right now. Yeah. And so the Democratic Party has to find a way to address the fears and the concerns and anxieties of the everyday working people. They think they are hitting the message because the message is intended for them. The policies are drafted to help them, but they are not able to articulate what the stopgap is. Yeah, true. And uh, I mean, if, if that's definitely true, certainly true. 
And if you look at these Republican politicians, coal mining is not going to be around. I mean, our trains don't, don't really run right. it. Oh, it's over. Um, it's, it, it's over. Um, the fuel cell energy as far as for electric vehicles is here as far as for, for, for gas and fossil fuels. So when Trump said that he was going to usher in more coal mining, that was a lie. People are, have lost more jobs under him than they did under Obama. It's not coming back. So we right. definitely need to right. get them trained or, or get plants for fuel cells in these But we got to start with infrastructure. We don't even have infrastructure to do it, right? What I'm saying is, is they were talking about, you know, like like training for other types of jobs. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. But you, so until you, gotta, you build the infrastructure, you, what are you going to train them to do? Yeah, true. Because you, you can train me for a job that doesn't exist if you want to. But that is, And that's what I'm saying. Like when I say Democrats don't address the fears of the everyday working man. Now, the reason why Andrew Yang was able to get any type of penetration into into the political race, being this independent party, you know, with, you know, he he was really able to come about with this new type of thinking and say, hey, we know that the future is not built for workers. It's not. It's built for technology and ease of life. And so with that being the case, let's introduce this universal income, right? And so that conversation was something where people were saying, oh, this is a stopgap, a way for us to transition to the future. And so even though he didn't well, have a large enough to infrastructure. Some. Yeah, to, to some, some, but some was socialism. Right, right, right so. of course. But again, this is the thing about socialism, right? Most people agree with socialism. They don't agree with the term because the Republicans have done a fantastic job of villainizing yeah, yeah. it. Right. And so it, it, it's not, that's the issue we're having. You you have to break down. You have to offer it to a people in a way. Peace you know what I'm saying? Like I said, because what they'll come through and say, the Democrats will come through and say is, yeah, you know, we're going to take all your taxes, but, you know, <laughs> it's going to be great on the other side. Yeah, I think like even, even the clip that, that Charlemagne said is this, Democrats can, can tell you, what it is, but they're not good on explaining the why and the benefits of now versus later and in right. that type of messaging, which needs to get better. Now nah, you got to get better with the why. And like I said, you know, but, but at the end of the day, you got to bring in smart people who are able to advertise. I mean, if you think back to, we, we, in the democratic party, we've seen it one time, right? And I'm reading, you know, Barack's uh, memoirs, of the white house right now, man, you know, it's 700 pages. So it's going to be quite the read, but I'm about 130, 40 pages in already. And, and, you know, the one thing that becomes abundantly clear very early in the book is that Barack is laying out, you know, for politics, this, this recipe for success. And he, he laid out how his team, you know, they rolled out this ferocious campaign, you know, using grassroots organization and technology. And then he also says, you know, what he didn't know was that that same technology that they created for political purposes would then be taken and used for demonstrative, demonized type of events in politics. Like, you know, so the Russia thing, and then you also have what the Republicans are doing. Oh, yeah. They're using that data to, to Trump basically, you know, spread hate and division. And so, you know, but the issue is, is that the Democrats have never once before run an imaginative campaign until Barack. And he came through with catchy slogans like, yes, we can. And then the audacity of hope, which was a, you know, sermon titled that his, you know, pastor preached. And, you know, he, he came with all of these catchy slogans and they were able to send a message to the hearts of people. That's why he had this broad coalition. 
Democrats need to take that again because what I saw during this last election was, you know, we talked about it a lot, DT, was that I saw uh, the Lincoln Project. Oh, yeah. And this was a group of Republicans who were against Trump. But they masterfully, you know, put out different ad campaigns against Trump. And but what they were doing is they were touching at the core of the fears and anxieties of the people. And I and when I saw that, I said, oh, that's what the Democrats are missing. Yeah, you did. You did. And uh, yeah, I, I follow them on Twitter. And, and uh, every time they put on uh, an advertise or excuse me, <clears throat> an advertisement or some type of of, of message against Trump, it's, it always strikes a, a chord right. uh, with me and, uh, and with pro- Republicans in general. And I think that they got a lot of Republicans to actually vote against Trump, even though not in the numbers that I would have liked. Yeah. But I mean, they, but, they did enough but yeah. and they did enough to either one where people set out or yeah. two where they didn't vote for Trump at all. Yeah, and they just voted, voted down, down ballot. Yeah. Down ballot. Yeah. So Trump, but voted down ballot. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and I mean, I, I, I just think that hopefully, like I said, the Democrats start to understand that. I personally think that they, they are because again, like I said, well, forget the Democrats. I'm going to go down to the culture, you know, for our communities. What I'm seeing is I'm seeing grassroots organization, you know, really in that blueprint and mode of the Obama campaign. People are starting to understand the power of organizing, the power of touching the people, mm-hmm. and the power of dealing with the people's anxieties and fears and offering them a way forward. Yeah, if you look at uh, definitely in, like Stacey Abrams when she's doing in, in Georgia, um, and That's there's the queen. Important, yeah, the important election coming up in uh, in January, uh, but she's been uh, committed to this grassroots effort uh, that she's had. I think that she's already had over nine hundred thousand absentee ballots mailed out for this uh, special election that's going to occur in January. And yeah, hopefully no. um, we can uh, the Democrats can win both of these both of these seats right now based on polling. They're both. Uh, but these polls don't mean anything. Right. I think uh, I yeah, think he's, Warnock he's, probably will win because, I mean, he was he, he ran away with his election, even though it was like four. It was people, like four. Yeah. It was, but he clearly I think he had what, like 30, 40 percent of the yeah, vote. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it was. So I think there was like 20, even though it was they only showed like the, the top tier. I think it was like 20 something people or something okay. in, in that election. So we got 30, but it was probably like other Democrats yeah. that were then, I mean, the closest, yeah, yeah. next closest person might have been was, like 10, 15 percent or something. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Loeffler and she was, uh, she was like at 20 something percent. Then okay. it was like Doug, Doug Collins was also there. But again, it, it split the But, vote, but so they I were think, different. They were different elections though, right? Because Purdue. I thought Purdue went against. No, Purdue. Purdue was also if they were both together. Okay, okay. So it was, it was she, both, she was yeah, going against and they were in a, in a big pallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was like if if it, if either one of them would have got above fifty percent, then they would have won. So yeah, but she killed herself yeah. off, man, with that whole handling of the WNBA, you know, social justice movement. I mean, within the community. I mean, she wasn't gonna get no votes no, anywhere, yeah. but but I mean in Atlanta, man, hey, you you know, you might get some people to show up just because. Yeah, we gotta know? gotta gotta win those though. But uh Trump was out there yesterday still spilling lies and like he won the election. Yeah, uh, man. Nobody's buying it, nobody's believing it. You know, um, you know, Trump is just you know, I think the thing is is that you know, it's it's a shame that the that the Republican, you know, base that supports Trump. And I you know, I'm not lumping in all Republicans to that because they all don't support him. And some of them support him strictly for party allegiance sake and don't like the man himself. But in general, the 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 undying fealty and loyalty Trump supporters are, you know, have you know, taking the bait hook, line and sinker. This guy, 
is running a huge scam on you. Scam. He, 210, he, $210 million. $210 million he's raised since the since election. election. About him going to to fight the election fraud. Right. And, and he, he ain't sending nobody to court. Nobody to court. Um, he's been laughed out of court. Even in court, he's saying that he's been, this is a fraud. Uh, the judges Anytime asked, they get asked, the lawyers say no. In court, no, this is not a fraud case. Well, because again, they're in a legal position to where if they lie. Be disbarred. Then they can be disbarred and then even arrested, yeah. right? But then you have also the other issue too is where like now you're starting to hear calls for monetary sanctions against these lawyers bringing cases to court that they know uh, are not on based on fact. And so, yeah, man, it's, it's an interesting time. I know that, like I said, you know, this is a powder keg issue, but I think mm-hmm. it's one that deserves, yeah. you know, a lot of attention. I think it's one that deserves a lot of consideration. I think it's one that deserves a lot of study. And I think it's one that deserves your involvement in some way, shape or form, man. Yeah. And, uh, I've donated, uh, myself to, to um Waffler. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, man. No. Oh, man. Ah, you Can we strike that out? No. Hey, nah, uh, against, I, I, strike, that. <laughs> strike that out. No, I, I've donated uh, to Warnock and, and Ossoff uh, this election cycle for this uh, special election. Yeah, man. Uh, from out of state. Man, get, get out. Get you there. know, if you got people in the A or Georgia, period, man, hey, man, reach out to your people. Tell them, man, look, hey, this is important. You know, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we want to hold Joe, Joe Biden accountable for as far as the promises that he's made to the black community depend on this Georgia election. Because, you know, even when you just break it down, like I think that I think that this is how politics work. See, people don't understand how people are moving. They've incentivized Georgians to um, vote in this election by passing the decriminalization of marijuana. So in the House, they passed a bill that decriminalizes and then takes the proceeds of legal marijuana and reinvests it back into the black communities or in communities that have been harmed most by the prosecution of it, which, again, are black communities. communities. And so, you know, if you this bill can pass if you get both seats in Georgia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you know, hopefully they can lay out the picture to show people how important their participation really is. And then it seems like Trump and his folk are being harmed by the messaging of this election was rigged. Yeah, because they can't come out and say that they want to be a check on Joe Biden, because if they do, they'd have to recognize that Trump lost and then he's going to get a Twitter rant and talk about the Governor of, he's on the governor of Arizona and uh, Georgia right now for yeah, assisting with overturning an election, which is crazy. But definitely need those seats as well because when you think about this pandemic that's been going on since February or March, there was one payment, uh, direct payment to to, to people for twelve hundred dollars, and even in this new incentive packet that you're talking about, nine hundred and eight billion dollars. Not a penny for the not people. a penny for the people to go straight to you. And that's a travesty. You have people um, losing their houses. You got these, again, these food lines and electricity and people can't work and, and shutting down all these businesses. And and uh, they need direct payments. And you look at Canada and other other countries that are giving people twelve hundred like a month, uh, some weekly. Yeah, and man, we're the richest country in the world. And, 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 and this is a, a major failure. I seen uh, it, everybody around. I seen a cat from Ireland, man, who who had you know kind of went viral on TikTok or something like that, and he was he was answering the question essentially to is it true if other countries are getting this type of support? And he said that 
in his country. Um, I believe they were getting $1,800, $1,900 a month. Plus, they were guaranteed 70% of their salary with the government making up the other 30%. So they were getting their salary plus $1,800. And, and he said they were sitting back with amazement at how little the American government cares for its people. And this is what the world he said. The, the world's watching this, man. It is. And, and, and we're, again, we're the richest country in the world. And, and, and you don't want it. So the, the HEROES Act and, and what was passed in Congress um, um, has the um, payments directly to the people. And, and what the Senate wants is they want just they don't want protections, help, man. Protections. They don't want to help the states because the states are, are taking the brunt of this with all the the COVID testing and and, and, and hospitalizations. Um, I was I was looking on 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 um or I was listening to the to the radio yesterday, uh, talk show, and uh, ambulances are not considered essential. There was one ambulance, I believe, in Iowa, and they've been getting hard hit, but they haven't received a payment from their insurance company since like April. And they say the reason for that is because they're being deemed not not essential. So if you're getting people and they have to take people across like state lines because their hospitals are full. But if hospitals or, or ambulance services from uh, the fire department aren't, aren't considered essential, then what's essential? Man, look, you know, this is a this is a representation of what America has always been. It is a representation of the hard, ugly truth. You know, 2020 has pulled back the veil. It's caused you to see who the wizard is, and you see that the wizard is not as big, as bad, and mighty as you always thought. And so it's, it's one of those situations where the people can now seize control of their government, not through force and through all of this cool you know, crazy mess. I'm talking about seize control through the democracy that has been established. You know, people participating in and demanding their rights. Yeah, I think you. I think you might have. I think you did say this, or somebody said it. But Trump really woke people up with his election, yeah, right? Yeah, like, for sure. I really hate Trump, but he woke people up as far as right. like what the president can do and what democracy really means and representative government and really getting down in the weeds and electing local officials that are really going to assist you in, in your communities. Um, if you look at the, um, I believe that that um, the. Uh, federal, um, uh, what is it? Um, as far as like on people on death row and executions oh, yeah. um, haven't been been done in 13 years. Trump has already done five in uh, his time in office, and he's going to do eight more by the time that Joe Biden takes office. What I believe is five black men. Yeah, on the, of that eight. So you know, you get the picture, and you know how that usually works. And again, you know, he may not have targeted black people. It just may be, and probably is so that overwhelmingly. The people who are on death row are black. And again, these cases really need to be reviewed because you had all kinds of lies and DNA right, right, right. And, and things and just to rush to judgment and kill someone when they can be exonerated is tragic. Yeah, it, 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 it's crazy. Tragedy. But I, I think that, um, you know, hopefully, you know, what we can do is, um, you know, again, get in the fight, man, you know, understanding you know, all that is against us, you know, but it's it's not an insurmountable, you know, uh, obstacle if we, you know, together purposefully and, you know, intentionally work towards change. And, you know, again, like I said, it's a fight. It's a long fight. Between 20 has shown us a lot of things, man, you know, both good and bad. I mean, you know, I th- 
I think that a lot of people look at 2020 as being the worst year of their life. And it is in certain aspects, but it also has been a, a year where, you know, there's been this a cleansing as well, you know, this uh, calling to account. And there's been a lot of things that I think that in the long term will be deemed positive that were birthed, you know, in the pangs of 2020. Yeah, when you think back, it's 2019, and just to go outside, be in a restaurant or a bar or, or <laughs> Christmas or Thanksgiving with your family. I mean, we took that stuff for granted, and now with this virus, and this virus is, is very real, and people are dying, and over 280,000 right now uh, from this coronavirus. There's some vaccines in the works now, but um, we won't get to the general public until maybe April of next year. Yeah, um, so I mean, mash, yeah. yeah so, so it's like 2020 has definitely been a a, a year uh, to forget, but also a year to remember all the, the, the things that, again, with this election and, and people's voices and being heard. Yeah, the social justice social movement. Justice yeah, man, the streets. Man, shout out again, man. You know, I, I, I want to always, you know, be cognizant and, 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 you know, in memory of, the folk who are really on the front line in the streets is not just black people. You know, you got black and white people yeah. and Hispanic and Asians. You got people Definitely from all allies. over, you know, the uh, spectrum who have been in these streets, man, really since May. They still in the streets. Yeah. And, man, so shout out to to everybody that's been out there rocking and holding it down. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. man, you know, you know, you know, and wrapping it up, you know, I just want to tell something that most people may not know. You know, I know that. DT knew, but he didn't tell me until I asked him about it. But that is that, you know, if you are a fan of comic books like I am, um, <laughs> you know, as far as these new, you know, Marvel Universe, cinem- cinematic universe, you know, uh, um, movies, you know, from that perspective, I'm a comic book fan. You know, we all grew up with comics. But, you know, what I didn't know was that uh, X-Men was a a story that was uh, based on Martin Luther King as, you know, Professor X and then uh, Magneto was Malcolm X. And so, you know, when I, when I first found that out, it was shocking, but then you go back and you watch, you think about the episodes and you think about what's meant. And I want people to take from this conversation, you know, that X-Men type of mentality, go back and dissect and see what's true and what's not. You know, if you watch X-Men, you know, and you watch Martin Luther King's life, it was a life of, Hey, you know, we can show them our worth. We can show them our value. We can, we can show them through hard work and determination. And then this assimilation into society that we are worthy uh, as human beings. And then you had this opposite voice of, you know, Magneto slash Malcolm X that said, uh, by any means necessary, you going to give me my respect or I'm going to take it. And so, you know, you have these competing and you have these dueling schools of thought all throughout the civil rights movement and you still have it today. And I think that this defund the police conversation is just a continuation of that. You know, whether you're Malcolm or you're Martin, man, hey, get out there and fight. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree with that. And uh, the, the squeaky wheel uh, gets to grease, right? So uh, we're definitely going to put it in your face. I think that um, the defund the police as far as the movement is definitely that's that's needed. I think that these democratic uh, politicians really need to to get on board, do some more better or not more, but messaging period uh, to tell people exactly what it is and enact these laws, um, legalize marijuana um, and uh, get some of these um, black folks out of these uh, institutionalized prisons. 13th Amendment.
on everything. Look, man, it's been a spirited one today. Man. Yeah. It's been a good one. I think that it's valuable for the culture, man. So hopefully, man, this is something that, you know, you guys can use. But until the next time, man, I'm Big Bar from the Deuce. DT. Man, this is Culture Ground Zero. Ground and we Zero. out, man. We out. Peace.